Screen Life with Vows. Vows from Scotland. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, 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 good, good. How's it going? Um, so how long has Vows been a band and how long has everybody been together? Uh, so pre-pandemic, how long pre-pandemic? It's like a year before the pandemic. Yeah, so she's probably about three years from initial founding now. And like a year active, just mm-hmm. about. Yeah, coming up to a year where we've actually been actively playing shows and spreading spreading the videos and the music and the album so not very long in the terms of actually showing people the band but yeah it's been a long time these two yeah. were actually original members like Josh and Cam it was actually yeah. just me Andrew and our guitar player Ross who's out yeah. getting drunk like every other Scottish person <laughs> <laughs> so it started like just as a bit of fun in like my flat and now here we are that's great. Um, so, how did you guys get your first show? That was me, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, when, when we were promoting the band, I didn't really tell the guys much about it, but because we were locked in the pandemic, yeah, I took the chance to start our promotion a bit early, send some people some songs and stuff like that, and be like, dude, when this drops, it's going to be cool. Um, I sent it to a promoter and he was like do you want your first show with us is this too soon and we were like you know what we've kind of put off playing shows for too long now we should kind of set ourselves a goal and play it and it was one of my favourite shows actually that was good fun yeah no, it was a good show it was um, the perfect mix of like preparation and timing and yeah timing. yeah it wasn't even a local show either it was like two hours away two and a half hours away in a different town so that was quite that was quite cool as well. So, yeah. And then our first local show here was like straight after. It was mental. Yeah. yeah. That was a headline as well. <laughs> What's uh, a favorite song you guys like to play live? Oh. I, know it's straight end. <laughs> so, I really like playing Ice. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I like Lifelines. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite? Genocide. <laughs> oh my gosh for me it's suffocating if i can get through the intro in one piece i play the drums so it's like as long as the intro goes well like it's a good it's a it's super fun but yeah um so does one person write the music or does everyone like contribute with all the different instruments and the <laughs> writing of the music and all that well i didn't answer this one there's like a different team of people that all do different things for vows um I contribute some really bad guitar ideas. Um, Cam and Ross do a lot of writing. Um, Josh handles anything drums because Josh is like the greatest drummer I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I got. I got to give shout. I got to give credit to our producer as well, Kieran Smith. Though he's absolutely amazing. Gets yeah. the best out of everyone for sure. Like you know, we wouldn't be the band that we are without his input. He's so amazing, and he's. Uh, yeah, we really we really owe him a lot, I think, as well. So big shout out to to Kieran Smith there from uh, To Kill Achilles. Actually, he's the drummer of that band too. So yeah, fantastic. You sir is like an extension of your band, like the member that's not really in your band, and Kieran just kills it for us. Yeah. Um, lyrically, I mainly do yeah. that because I'm a big group of stories, but. Yeah, our initial writing process is we kind of write ourselves, then we go to our producer, 
we spend months sitting with him going through the planning of the record, the initial thoughts, and then we put it in motion. And um, yeah, the songs usually all completely change when oh, we yeah. the video. Yeah. So yeah. I usually, and the guys really hate this, my writing process is to do it all the night before. <laughs> yeah. I just like to feel the music. Mm, yeah. Well, the panic of it. <laughs> you know yeah, well, what? it's like art i just need to see the full canvas and when the full mm-hmm. canvas is there like 90 percent complete it's easier to like paint the last finer details yeah yeah well dean you kind of wait though because like after we do you know the the pre-pro once we've like recorded uh you know the the guitar that's kind of been almost redone from the demos because it's, you know, we've kind of found our sound for that song at that point, you know, that's kind of when, you know, only then can you sort of apply your lyrics to it because it's, it's a completely different song. So you, you have to obviously map it to that then. Um, but yeah, no, for, for, for us, obviously the, because of the pandemic, we only had yeah. kind of like two people at a time in the studio. We actually recorded the album during the pandemic. Um, two of the songs were already, already recorded mm-hmm. like before, um, I was in the band, um, and that was genocide and trophy eyes. And, you know, we kind of had a vibe of where the band was going from that. Um, but yeah, me and, uh, me and Ross went down first, um, and we kind of, we dealt with a lot of the pre-pro of the, of, of that album, uh, what makes us whole. And we, uh, it ended up, you know, we kind of had like ideas for songs and like Dean was saying, we had, you know, we had a lot of demos, guitar ideas, that sort of thing, but they really, they kind of came to life through our influences as well. Like, myself you know i was you know uh it was covid you know everyone had some some rough patches like me dean like especially during that album writing process um so that really really like came to like suffer king is like a really good example of that because we um like i sat down for example and i had a i had a really terrible day that day and i uh i you know i just kind of remember having this um vivid idea of you know kind of because originally the intro of the song wasn't there uh and it was i kind of wanted this kind of like welling up this kind of build up of you know intense emotion of some kind and then to have you know a break of just uh something just incredibly intense that just clouds your mind and that's basically kind of uh uh in relationship to you know how i was feeling was just uh I just had a lot of like, you know, negative, uh, horrible emotions that were just filling my day. So it, yeah. it, it kind of, uh, that's kind of the direction I wanted to go with, with that song. And that's kind of how Suffer King really came to life through that. Um, Ross can obviously tell you a bit about, you know, his guitar writing process for that, but, uh, you so know, I can't pandemic, speak on his behalf. Yeah. The pandemic mm. was a, a good time for you guys. Um, I mean, the pandemic here was, a little, I mean, we all were locked in too, but we were able to leave and like do yeah. stuff. And like, so like, how, how's the pandemic for you guys? The government seemed to have like quite a lot of grasp on it for us. The, uh, it was more, you were kind of controlled by fear in a, in a sense. They were trying yeah. to scare you and not leaving your house, working from home. Um, 
wearing a mask everywhere. I was front line, like yeah. I was technically classed as front line for the whole work I did for it, and it sucked. Yeah, yeah. I worked. I I was because uh, I worked for a pharmacy, so like I was there like every day at work and wearing a mask, and like nobody was coming in, and it was scary. And but like I feel like the the pandemic actually helped out a lot of people but also like brought a lot of sadness to people too you know you weren't allowed to leave and you weren't allowed to see your friends and i think that really contributed to a lot of things that are popping up now um like you said the music you were get, digging down deep into your feelings and trying yeah. to write with your feelings so were yeah. you like you you were sad and you know and stuck mm-hmm. in a room and couldn't do anything. Yes, yeah. yeah. it was actually I'd say the pandemic was the best thing that happened to the band because yeah. we had some songs written and then Josh joined and he was like, yeah, we basically when we took Josh on he was like, ma 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 ma, I want to do an album. Uh, we kind of spoke about it and we were kind of like this time we didn't have a page we didn't have a presence online why don't we just take like as long as we can to make the best record get everything together and then launch when gigs come back and it worked an absolute treat um, so you guys don't do your own recording and uh, production. You have someone doing it. What was his name again? Yeah. Um, Smith. okay. Um, yeah. so how does working as a team, like, how do you guys like work? Who does what? And, um, how does it come together? So I'll, I'll just put it out there right now. Like Cam and Ross are the guys that kind of you know promote the bands on mm-hmm. social media they they really push everything big time like they push um push the promotion push the the merch like get all of that stuff done all the all the groundwork that that is done that's usually those two boys that do that so big ups to, to cam is like you know he's put in so much hard work into the band since he's joined so yeah couldn't yeah. couldn't really do it without him at this point so it's, it's one thing like um, when it comes to like the content and stuff you kind of have to break down the team so me, me and Ross usually handle um, the social media posts and we split it between ourselves and then that'll get passed around the guys and then same same with what we're writing now yeah. since I wasn't I wasn't in the band when we wrote the album uh, but we're planning on releasing new music soon and having quite a a big role between Ross and myself to get the main riffs out and anything like that. It's the kind of starting point and that gets fed through the rest of the guys, Josh to bring up his drum ideas mm. and Andrew for inputs sitting looking pretty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then Ross, Ross and Dean and then not be kind of just break it down into our own individual parts and then bring it together and then bring that to our producer. Um, <coughs> So it is, a, it is a, just a, a team game. It's uh, just one person initiates something. Yeah. Like seen Josh or uh, oh, yeah. Andrew or Ross. Or <laughs> contribute. I think my um, piece is how? <laughs> <laughs> um, So how do you guys feel about TikTok and platforms uh, for networking and stuff like that? I really, 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 really hate TikTok, but it is one of the greatest tools you can use to yeah. promote your business or your band but I 
I really hate it. The whole premise <laughs> is weird to me. There's people <laughs> using my music to get news. It's, it's weird, though. It's, it's one of those platforms where... It's, it's odd. It's, it's, it's odd. It's, it's such a good platform to grow on, but for, I mean, the way I see it for a band, you can't spread like an entire song or an entire album through that, which is kind of what we want to achieve. And I guess that's why we haven't tried it yet. <laughs> hey, thank you. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, though, like those sort of platforms, yeah. like, it's all about where everyone's eyes are and a lot of bands these days think you know the music will carry you and that is true to some extent but when I think of PR I always think of like every band in the world together all dressed in black and the one you're going to notice is the group that are dressed in white yes yes yeah it matters like what like who has like it sucks, but like the ones who have the most like views and the likes and all that, but it doesn't matter if you are only good on the social media, then you're, if you're not good in real life, then th- that doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it really wow. matters like how you spread out the social media and the networking. I, mean, I, I would rather 30 people came to see us play and heard the best music they've heard <laughs> that week, that month, that year, than them a thousand people paying 20 20 pound a ticket, 25 pound a ticket to go and see something that's then really substandard, you know? Nah, screw that. I'm all about the money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I heard when we actually, um, we had a phone call. I talked to... Hi. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, forgot your name already. That's sucky of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm- but we had a great phone call and we were talking about like the different ways to, you know, promote and how like... Um, what was it? You don't put the links in the post. Put the links yeah, in the comments. The Facebook chokes out everything that, yes. is that doesn't tell anyone this. <laughs> so they keep paying for the advertisement. It's so deluded. Yeah, and you were saying what was like 70 to 80% uh, people won't see it because it has the link in it. And then if you put the link in the comments, then it Facebook doesn't like cut that out. It doesn't recognize that yes. there's a link that isn't Facebook. Yes. So whatever you post in the comment section isn't picked up by the bot, <laughs> the bot or the algorithm. But um, as soon as you put like a link and it doesn't say facebook.com in it, you can just say bye-bye to your reach. But yeah. it makes sense in marketing anyway, because I mean, you don't expect to get a billboard for like 50 bucks, you know? Facebook will only want to see things that are related to me. Uh, yeah yeah like only things that matter by them like they're very biased like i don't see a lot of things with like the uk i only see america stuff and like it's different because everyone is you know we're all in this big planet but we're all separate like entities separate areas and like I was talking about American politics and then he was like talking like how, you know, the rights have been taken away from us. And um, I was like, yeah, that's a thing that's happening over here. And like, you guys have affordable health care. We do not. And I literally pay like $300 a month for my health care. <laughs> like, no, no, not even $300 a month. 300 every week, every two weeks is how much I pay for my health care. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then we were just talking to shit about America. And I'm like, it's, it's a great place. Don't get me wrong. But there are some things we need to, you know, work on. And it's great hearing like the opinion from other countries. Um, what was it? Uh, I saw some of your posts about like, I guess, house shows is... 
you guys perform at houses or venues? Or? Oh, no, it's this. Captain Tom's. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so Captain Tom's is a rehearsal space. It's just local. It's just around the corner from my flat. Shout yeah. out, your boys. Uh, <laughs> small rooms are the size of your average living room bedroom. Depending how big your house Yeah, no, living room, yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, 20 feet by 15 feet wide rooms. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're really small. And 30 people in that is rammed. It's absolutely packed. So... Um, we usually rehearse there, so there's only five people in the room, and we, we put on a show there a couple of weeks ago, and it was so weird. There was 40 people there, but it felt like there was about 100 in that room. It was so sweaty. Yeah. Everyone was loving it. It was good fun. That sounds so cool. Um, So you guys were supposed to do, I guess, a tattoo <clears throat> show. Um, yeah. It, I guess it was cancelled? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the tattoo convention was meant to be at one, one of the bigger venues in, in Aberdeen, yeah. the city that we live in. Um, and I think the capacity on it was maybe 2,000 people. Oh. Right, I'm saying that? Yeah, it's it's definitely like, yeah, it's a big convention room, so. It's yeah. 800 capacity. Um, I spoke to the promoter about yeah. it. So our usual show would be a 150 capacity room, whereas so 800 people would have been good to play to. Oh man! Um, but yeah, that got cancelled last minute. So um, there's a lot of stuff you can read up online about that. <laughs> oh no! Something like that happened out here. Um, there's a state called um, Kentucky. And yeah, there's Kentucky. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the festival, but I guess one of the bands was one of their members was like forcing themselves on women so yeah instead of the band kicking the guy out one of the members left and they were like we're still gonna play we're still gonna go on tour and Ah! everyone is like canceling last minute for this festival (laughs) everyone's like fuck that band goodbye we're done and there was like no bands there so they canceled the festival and it was so bad it was such bad planning and like i don't know the full story but like i still see like post of it and I'm like oh my god you guys come on like let's uh-huh. be professional there was a couple members of in Richmond that were gonna go but they all dropped out because they were like no we're not doing this yeah and is it it's stuff like that's really bad because like how do you know who's joining your band like are you supposed to True. Just, like look at their you know look up look at their name and see what bad stuff comes up. Like it's very hard to determine who's good and who's bad, you know? And it sucks because a whole band could get canceled just because of one person. Yeah. yeah. So it was a minority that ruins it for the, yeah. for the majority, is it? Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. In the case it was in the, uh, in the tattoo convention that we were meant to play. It's uh, so many bands lined up and they're all really good bands, really yeah. good bands. bands from other countries as well. And, um, someone not having the confidence to run the show and then that ends up to they get a lot of bad stuff spreading about them oh. it just ruins it for everyone and, yes uh, it's a sore one but we we came out on top i think with uh, running our own little show i woke up to like five million messages and i'm like yo i'm not even running this show bro <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um i guess another one um was it bloodstock metal 2 um, oh, the masses oh no <laughs> That was painful. That's that was very painful. Um, yeah. So, we, what is this the metal to the mask? Yeah. Oh. Every that's the one gig where everything went wrong. 
<laughs> could have gone wrong, went wrong. I don't know about you guys, but I had an awesome show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, uh, our drummer, he, he had COVID at the time and uh, we were stupid enough to um, be like, okay, we've got this. We've, we've got, we run to a backing track every gig anyway. We can, <laughs> we can run the drum track. And uh, we got to the show and quick line check, everything was sounding good, started playing and everyone was like, oh God, I can't hear the drums. You know, one point during that set, I typically felt time stop. Hit one in the parks and I was like, where am I? Break down. <laughs> um, so there's some questions I've skipped over a little bit, but we're going to go into it because we still got some time. Um, what was the overall message from the album, What Makes Us Whole? Take it away, Dean. Take it away, Dean. Your lyrics, man. Ah! <laughs> um... When I wrote the album, I was going through like some of the hardest parts of my life, like loads of like questions, like, am I still going to be here tomorrow? Am I going to achieve my dreams? Will I ever have a family? So the whole album is about me essentially losing like all grips of reality, being in this like little world of my own, feeling like the whole world's against me, but trying mm-hmm. to tell myself that the world isn't against me. And at the end of the record, like the whole story for me is like traveling through my mind, my mental health to try and find clarity and stability in my life, which I'm still struggling with. I think, I think the main message of that album was really that love yourself you, through you your mental can. health yes. and get through it. Even though uh, <clears throat> things get really hard, you, you can come to your senses and actually see through the the veil of it all and actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and that's what like I wrote it for. When I started, I've just noticed your board and that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, man. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird whiteboard, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I started like making music, I started playing and writing because I didn't want anyone to feel as alone as me. And um, I kind of used music, just like singing on live and stuff, as a way to like connect to people. So I've always kind of stood by like the message that I write, which is when I write a song, I could be writing about an ex-lover, but I could actually be writing about my mum. If I write about a friend, I could be <laughs> writing about... Let's see. It'll all make sense. It'll all make sense. I could, if I'm writing about a friend that's hurt me, I could actually be writing about a lover. And the reason I make my music so ominous is I like people to take the initial point of the song, but then adapt it to their life and maybe find some clarity in that. You just kind of seek your own situation. Yeah. So so it can be compatible with anyone. So if I'm writing about you, I could actually be writing about Andrew, for instance, and vice versa. It's like... That's really confusing. It's, it's really weird. The main antagonist of my story is always anonymous yeah. so that people can add their own antagonist mm-hmm. to make me the protagonist. That's a good word. Yeah, yeah it's, really, it's really hard to word like my feeling like songwriting, but I like songs <laughs> where you feel like you're the main character. And... Even then, like Foo Fighters and stuff like that, I would sit there and I'd be like, there goes my hero. And when I felt like, 
Yeah, I could save a bunch of orphans from a building on fire, you know? Like, I think we say, <laughs> <We're just not laughs> <a building. laughs> it has the power to immerse you and change yes. your mood. That's how, like, I feel it's very important, you know, the message your music makes. Like, mm-hmm. there's a band that's my favorite right now, um, Movements. I don't oh, know if I you guys movements. are heard of them. Yeah, yeah they're movements. coming. They're coming out, and I'm actually going to see them Wednesday. Oh, okay. And like that, yeah, that music is just so feeling, and just you yeah. just want to like feel it. And I think that's important to put in your music because everyone feels hurt. Everyone has you know mental health problems, mm. and everyone you don't know. You know, you don't know why they have mental health problems, but you know that they do and you want to be there and give them that positivity. And that's great. Mm. Try to put that in your music, the feeling and the relatableness. And that's what people like, you know, and the fact that you guys are also on, you know, podcasts, you seem personable and like you're letting America, you know, see you guys. It's crazy how I was able to find you on social media. It's great. No, no. Dean actually just randomly messaged me. Just was like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, hey, I have a podcast if you want to join. And that was how our friendship started. Like, it's it's so crazy because, like, I listened to the music and I was like, oh, I like them. Let, let me talk to them. And then he's like, oh, I'm in Scotland. And I was like, okay, yeah, get on my podcast, please. Like, let me hear you. <laughs> it's great that we're trying to build a community here. And I appreciate you guys being here um, and giving me your time. You know, I guess it's what it's like 10 Nine yeah, guys, yeah, like four PM uh, right now. Yeah, nine forty-five. Yeah. Um. So yeah. thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um. No. We are running close to the end time. Was there anything you wanted to go over really quickly before we end the call? Anything you want to? Yes, tenants. If you ever see this, please give me a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> great, is, great, great, yeah. great. <laughs> no, we really, we really appreciate you as well giving us your time too, because obviously, yeah. you know, we. I'm not the biggest band in the world. And I think any exposure for us is just, you know, a huge, huge, um, blessing for us, I suppose you could say. So yeah, we are very thankful for that. So thank I you. appreciate it. Yeah. I try to get as like, I know like you guys aren't local, but I still like you are a local scene, you know, you're in your own local scene. So there's things, yeah. you know, that you might be able to tell bands here, you know, yeah. cause hopefully they'll be like, Oh, this is Scotland man. Let's, let's hear what they got going on. And, yeah. and like, we're not that different. You may be in like a different, you know, area, but we, we aren't that different. We're both human and we both have feelings and it's great for us to like have yeah, this conversation. Sure. And yeah. My, um, what, my thing from that is I would say to younger bands, don't think of your local scene as your scene and don't think of this as like a local scene. Think of the whole world as your scene. You're trying to take over the world, not just a fraction of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's where networking really comes in. Yes. I do want to give a shout out to um, Danny Ray and his um, networking agency, Music Industry, spelled like yeah. T-R-E-E. Um, that is the future of networking for bands and then creatives, like straight up. You guys should check him out. Um, this is Val's guys. You want to tell everyone where to follow you? Yeah, you can You can find us on, on Facebook under Vows. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, Vows UK. Um, all of our entire album, What Makes Us Whole, is out on Spotify. Yeah, we have um, we have uh, music videos out on YouTube. We have guitar playthroughs for the guitar players. Um, we will have uh, more playthroughs of other instruments and hopefully some one shots um, of vocals. And um, keep your eyes peeled because we will have some fresh fresh stuff coming out. 
Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. This is Val's, guys. Check them out. Follow them on everything. Spotify, on my YouTube channel with their free exposure. Um, it was great talking to you guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.